Hello and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Kathy Duplantis and I'm so blessed to be with you on this program. I have a message from our glorious conference that I believe is going to change your life. It's titled, The Rights, Privileges and Responsibilities of a King's Daughter. You know, there are many women of God who don't know how to fully embrace the true meaning of who they are in Christ, which is a king's daughter. Well, today you're going to see yourself in a whole new way. So get ready to be stirred up because God is going to reveal to you who you are and all that he's placed within you. He has a great mighty plan for your life. So watch and be blessed today. Let's turn to Psalms 45. We're going to teach on the theme that the Lord gave us for this year. You know, Psalm 45 is considered by many to be a wedding song for the Messiah and his bride, his glorious church. But tonight we're going to learn a few things about our rights, our privileges, our responsibilities as a daughter of the King of Kings. Psalms 45 verse 13, let's read it. It says, the king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. That's so awesome. It's a beautiful scripture. We have it plastered everywhere. You've seen it on our magazine for months if you catch our magazine. And it's so true. There's nothing like a bride. I mean, right when you're at a wedding, they all stand up at attention, turn around, all eyes are on the bride, and then they're singing, play that famous song, Here Comes the Bride. But you know, this morning, something unusual happened. Jesse came. You know, he doesn't have uh, really an iPad or an iPhone. He uses mine. So that shows we have a really strong marriage if we can share that device. (laughs) It's given me many opportunities to walk in love and... Forgiveness. He always seems to want to pick and poke at it when I'm right in the middle. And he said, "Why don't you get it?" I said, "Why don't you just get your own?" It hadn't happened yet, but I'm believing. But this morning, I was on my iPad. Actually, I was on my computer working on my notes, and he was at my uh, in my uh, closet, my dressing room there, and he was looking over at my phone, and he says, "Kathy, I want to show you something." So comes interrupts me in my spiritual moment. And I resisted screaming at him because this was a spiritual moment. (laughs) And he says, he brought, he says, Kathy, I just have to show you this. And it was a photo, and I'm glad he brought it. It was a photo of a wedding gown that was so gorgeous. He said, I just have to show you this picture. It's such a beautiful wedding gown. And when I looked at the photo, I was so captivated by the intricate details of that dress. I'd never seen And I've seen a lot of beautiful things, but I've never seen such a beautiful design. And it fit that model perfectly. And it reminded me of our verse for this conference, how the king's daughter is all glorious within. This beautiful dress was gorgeous. It had a beautiful bodice, and the top part came in, was separate, and it just slipped on. It was white with lots of sparkles, but it wasn't gold. So it wasn't quite the thing. But it was beautiful. But that's what it just reminded me of how important it is to realize that we are already outfitted by God with something that is so awesome, so supernatural, so incredible. When you see the amazing life that God really has already clothed you with, when you look into the spirit realm and see what he sees, it's going to transform you like nothing else. You see, the moment we accept Jesus as our Savior, we receive rights and privileges of a daughter of a king. We get into another whole realm. We step into a higher position. You may have been born in a lowly trailer or a 
a small house somewhere. Maybe you were born in a palace. No matter where you were, none of that can ever compare to what God has for you. Let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. You see, in the Old Testament, we learn about a gar- the garment of salvation and a, and a robe of righteousness. And in the New Testament, promises us a crown of life, a crown of glory, a crown of rejoicing, and a crown of righteousness. We have promised, lots of things are promised to us in the Word of God. But in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, we can see something that is so amazing that we just have to just sit here for a while and just just consume and just read this scripture and just let it soak into our hearts and really capture what God is really trying to say to us. And I'm going to read the Passion Translation. It'll be on the screen if you don't have that translation because it is so powerful. Verse 3, 2 Peter chapter 1. It says, everything we could ever need for life And complete devotion to God has already, say already, already already been deposited in us by his divine power. Think about that. Think about something you think you need. You already have it, according to this verse. So we have to just let him enlarge our thinking, enlarge our understanding, enlarge our, our inner man to be able to receive what he's saying. He says, You've already, it's already been deposited in us by his divine power. goes on to say, for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Praise God. He, has, we, he wants us to have this rich experience of knowing him. And he, because he has called us by name, he knows my name. He knows your name. Does that bless you? I'm telling you, it does me too as well. Verse four, he says, as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are are of the world. You see, God has already deposited everything you could ever need in life. It's already there. So, well, how do we get it? How do we tap into it? Well, you spend time with him. You spend time in his presence. You know, earlier this year, the first day of the year, actually, I, I was sitting before the Lord and asking him for a verse of scripture for me personally, and I just wanted to hear from him myself. And he said to me, Kathy, turn to John 20, 22. And I thought, well, isn't that cute? <laughs> 20, 22. <laughs> Brittany liked that. So, uh, you know, I know a lot of verses in the scriptures by memory. And if the Lord would have said John three 16, I'd have known what that said. If he had told me Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'd have known what that said. That's the first scripture I've memorized. But I couldn't quite remember what was... So I flip, 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 went to there. He doesn't always lead me that way. Sometimes he'll tell me a scripture. Sometimes I'll just open the Bible and there it is. Sometimes I'm just on a a normal study pattern and I discover things as I go. That's always rich. That's always the richest times, actually. But here it is. So I turn to it and it reads, Jesus, and it says, now this was the night of the resurrection. And Jesus had already revealed himself to some of the women. And here he is. He comes into a room, a locked room. 
and his disciples are in there hiding for their lives, 11 of them. And he walks through that locked door and he tells them a few things. And in verse 22, he, he, the word says, and he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. You see, that was the word for me. See, Jesus was going to tell me that he was going to breathe some things from his word and I was going to receive a deeper impartation of his spirit so that I could comprehend the things of God. You see, so many times, just like a little baby who's learning how to talk, you can say long sentences, paragraphs, but they might only get mama. They're going to have to grow in their understanding of the English language. Well, we're going to have to grow in our understanding of our heavenly language and the way that our heavenly father thinks and how he acts and what he, how he moves and how he, he, he wants us to think and act and move. And we, when we spend time at his feet, in his presence, then we can expect him to breathe on us. And you know that word breathe, when he breathed on, it's the same word used when God created mankind in the book of Genesis. And this same, that's when the, the first man was created. And here it is when the new man was created, he breathed the breath. That's the first day that salvation came into the earth technically. That signified the end of the old covenant and the beginning of the new. And at that moment, anybody could be born again. Why? Because the spirit was released in the earth for salvation. You see, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit is leading you to Christ. He's the convicting power of God in the earth, leading the lost to, the, to God. But he's also the one that you, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, he's at work with that as well. And he's, in, he's with you at that point. But when you get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's another whole level. That's an overflowing saturation, immersion kind of thing where he fills you to overflowing. And that's why he told his disciples that they had to go and tarry in that upper room until they get filled with power from on high. And that was on the day of Pentecost. You can read that in Acts chapter 2. They were obedient. They got that. And even though he breathed on them that night on, on Resurrection Sunday, they later, maybe I think it was like 10 days later, he, they were filled to overflowing and they began to speak with new languages with the breath of God coming out of them. See, the heaven came down, kissed the earth, and they got caught between the smack. That's one of those old phrases I just love to use. You know, I didn't grow up in Pentecost. I did not. I grew up Catholic. I did all the Catholic things you do. I did the catechism, the communion, the little communion, all the uh, confirmation, the married in the Catholic church. And I, read, I heard a few things said, but I never knew God until I got born again in May of 1973. I never saw, I didn't know anything about Pentecost. But when I got it, honey, I jumped in with both feet. And I hadn't looked back. I love every bit of it. You can't get too radical for me. I love it. You see, God has already deposited so much in me. And there was something in me trying to get out. A calling, a vision, statements, things that need to be said, things that needed to be prayed, things that needed to be done, needed to come out. And, and I couldn't, it just wouldn't come out on its own. You see, you got to want it. You have to be hungry for it. You have to value it. Otherwise, you'll never experience it. 
See, God has already deposited everything you could ever need in life. You don't even know what you need. He does. You think you know what you need. You got your little list. I got a list too. But he knows what we need more than we do. You have been given a magnificent, tremendous promise or promises that are beyond all price, it said in that verse. We just read it. And he empowers you when he breathes his word into you. So if you take the time to read his word by yourself or in meetings like this, it's good. It's, you need all of it. But you need that private time as well so that when you're in his presence, he's able to breathe that word that you just read in a deeper way so that it really ignites in your heart. I remember when I first started pastoring the church here, this was back in, in uh, 2017. August of 2017, I accepted the, the commission, I guess you'd call it that way. God was leading me for several years, but it didn't, I didn't say yes until then because there was a lot of other things telling me why I couldn't do it. A lot of people thinking, I could see the faces, you can't do that, who do you think you are? Most, a lot of it was my own Uh, Not even my own thoughts, but thoughts I knew that people would think and say, and it was influencing my steps. And I remember the day that I said, I'm going to step into my yes. And I stepped in it with an army boot. They're not quite as cute as these little white babies, but they work. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he, I, I remember the day that I was sitting, it was not long after that, maybe a month or so, I was sitting just in my in a chair in my bedroom and I was reading the word of God and I went and I read John chapter 14 and I was reading the scriptures. You know how sometimes you're just reading, not expecting something to just, it explodes on you. It's like fireworks in the room. It's like, okay, this is all right. We're going, I'm I'm doing it. You know, it's just like the word becomes alive and it is alive, but it becomes alive to you and it becomes real to you. I remember reading it where he said, I go to prepare a place for you. You know that scripture, right? He's talking about mansions and all that, and that was true, and I was listening to that, but he spoke other words by the Spirit. He breathed the word into me that day. He says, and Kathy, I have prepared a place, you for a place. I have been preparing you for a place. So not only does he go to prepare a place for you, he's preparing you for a place right here. And each one of us has a special place that we can only, that we need to be in order to thrive, in order to get to the next level of where God is calling us to go. Isn't that the truth? And until we're obedient to say, yes, Lord, I'll do that, we're not going to ever see the great, magnificent, tremendous, majestic promises that he has for us. Because you see, you haven't asked for the thing he knows you need. He's pushing you. He's stretching you. But you need it because that's the only way you're going to get to that spot where he knows that you truly will flourish and excel in life. I thought about this while I was preparing this sermon years ago. I'm a, I'm a child of the 50s. I was born in 1952. And then in the 50s and the 60s, there was a TV program called Queen for a Day. I don't know if you ever heard of it or saw it or remember it vaguely, but it was all black and white. And it began with the question, would you like to be queen for a day? 
and everybody, of course, the crowd was always clapping, and there was the way the format of the program was three or four women would get up and reveal personal stories about themselves. They was, this was like the forerunner of all the reality shows we see today. <laughs> they were a trendsetter. They didn't even know it. <laughs> but the one that got the most applause, and they had this little applause meter because the, the crowd, the audience would have to applause for the one who spoiled her guts the best, who told herself. I, I've told some crazy stuff about myself in, in services. And I have, I, I tell you what, I really have, have some doozies. I'm not going to go into them today. <laughs> but just thinking about them makes me cringe all over again. <laughs> so I can imagine what must have had to watch a lot of those shows, maybe one or two. I mean, that wasn't my favorite thing at that, at that age. But I remember it was a very, very popular program. And the one that got the most applause won a lot of great gifts. She won a crown. She got like four dozen roses, cape, and, and lots of gifts. And uh, so it was really an amazing thing to watch. It was probably a forerunner of all those, those little game shows. So a queen for a day was a big deal back then. But you know, all of us are God's glorious daughters. And not just for a day. We are uh, a God's queens, his glorious daughters, every day and throughout eternity. We are royalty and we've been created in the image of God. You know, that is something that we need to take rest on for a moment and think about that and start believing that you really are special. You know, we all grew up in a culture where you're supposed to push that down. You're not supposed to think of yourself as too highly, you know, because it's not, it's not correct. And in some things that's true, but in the things of God, we need to learn to soar. We need to learn to believe in ourselves. Amen. It's time to take hold of the magnificent promises that our Heavenly Father has planned for our lives. Because the moment that we accepted Jesus, that was my first point, I've already read it to you, as our Savior, we receive all the rights and privileges of a daughter of a king. You have rights, you have privileges. My second point is God is calling his daughters to realize their value and to take their rightful position in creation. You see, God needs every one of us. He created us just the way we are. We're all so different. But it's, we, we are that way on purpose. Amen? Amen? Let's turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Y'all have Bibles, right? I see y'all looking down. Or you have your digital device. You see, the life that Jesus came to give to you is infinitely greater than any earthly king's daughter. He made us a part of the family of God. And we see that in Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. And I'll read it in the New Living Translation. And it'll be on the screens for you as well. It says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin. And death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So you see, this is a free gift that we have. And Jesus came to take back what Adam lost in the garden. His gift of righteousness is what enables us to live in triumph over sin and its effects. Think about that, how, well, how Adam and Eve must have looked. You know, they didn't even have clothes on. 
And they, they just, just didn't even know it. They must have had this, this glow about them or this presence about them that it wasn't even a big issue. How did that even look? I've been thinking about that a lot lately. How did that look? But I can tell you when it, how it looked when they lost it. When they lost it, I'm telling you, the wrinkles started, so you don't want that. <laughs> the moment they lost it, they began to age. And it's a fact. So that's when the decay and the dust and the, and the things of the earth started to infect and, and get on top of them. But God, Jesus came to take back what Adam lost in the garden. His gift of righteousness enables us to live in triumph over sin and its effects. See, every disaster, every problem that you see in the world today is a result of the effects of sin in the earth. God didn't send a hurricane. God doesn't send a tornado. If it steals, it kills and destroys. It did not come from God. We know Jesus told us where he came from. Satan is the one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is so true. God is the one who wants to bless you, not hurt you. If the enemy is attacking you, remember, you are a daughter of the king. You received your rights and privileges when you said yes to Jesus. And it's through him that you can triumph over anything that Satan sends your way. I want to repeat something that I said to you earlier in the message, and I want you let it, to let it sink deeply into your heart. The New Testament promises you a crown of life, a crown of glory, and a robe of righteousness. So God has given you everything you need to live a glorious life. Now, as you may know, we have a segment in our program that's called Glorious Moments. And this is when I like to take the time to share testimonies that people send in to me to show that God is moving gloriously in our lives. This one is from a lady who attended last year's Women's Glorious Conference. And she says, to everyone who had a hand in putting together the 2022 Glorious event, thank you. God used everyone to change the trajectory of my life from the Saturday morning Girl Talk panel to the Connect team, thank you for spending time with me and making me feel so welcomed. My key takeaway from the Friday night message about stepping into my yes, I had been so afraid of doing the things God has called me to do because of fear. Fear that I wasn't good enough, I wasn't educated enough, I wasn't qualified enough, and what if I fail? And when I make it past all of that, then there's the infamous, but what about my past, God? For so long, I'd been believing all the lies. But being a part of Glorious 2022, I realized that I wasn't alone and that every woman who was in attendance has had the same experience. I thought to myself, if they can realize who God created them to be and have strength and courage to walk into their yes, then I can too. Thank you again, and I look forward to Glorious 2023. You know, I love testimonies like this because they show how King Jesus is moving over the body of Christ today. He has great plans for your life, and he will help you to see it come to pass when you trust him and believe him. I want to talk to you right now and pray with you because I believe that God is touching your life. Listen, if you're facing difficulties today, God has a victory in store for you too. So let's pray. Father, I pray for every person that's watching along with me. Touch them today. Strengthen them. Let them know that they can do all things through you because you're strengthening them right now through the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit that's moving right now. I love that. You know, I pray that, God, that you've received that and you're encouraged today, but don't go anywhere because I'll be right back to share more right after this.
I am so excited about this year's glorious conference. You know, it's coming up fast, and I hope you're making plans to join me here. It's Friday, March the 24th at 7 p.m. and Saturday, March the 25th at 9 a.m. Admission and registration are completely free, and everyone is welcome. We'll have fun fellowship, glorious giveaways, spirit-led worship, and dynamic teachings that will actually change your life. And we'll also have our glorious Girl Talk panel where we'll discuss topics that are on your heart. So make sure to register today at JDM.org. You know, this ministry is all about feeding you God's Word and wisdom every way that we can. And that's why I'm so thrilled to tell you about my new book, Suited for Success. This book is going to inspire you and help you to succeed God's way. You know, God's will is always and always has been for all of his children to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything in their lives that he's called them to do. In this book, I share some of my personal stories and biblical principles that will help you to accomplish your God-given dreams. So just go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. It's right there on the screen. You know, I'd like to thank right now all of our partners. Justin and I are so thankful for all their faithfulness and help over the years. You know, it's because of your seeds of prayer and finances that we're able to use every available voice to reach people and change lives one soul at a time. I want you to know that your love and support are so very vital to every outreach of this ministry. So thank you, partners, and know that you are never a day without prayer. We're so thankful for you. And I'm so glad that you joined me today for the broadcast. So don't forget to tune in next week for part two of the rights, privileges, and responsibilities of a king's daughter. Until then, Jesse and I are praying for you. So bye-bye. Have a fabulous day. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. Did you know that the Lord delights in our prosperity? you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not. My March partner office started where there is favor, there is flavor. How do I get that? Get your copy today at JDM.org and shout for joy and be glad. Why? Because where there is favor, <laughs> there is flavor. Don't we like the flavor? Do it today. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. God has some fires that He wants to ignite in this house today. You've let it go down. Maybe you've been trying to light that match yourself and you did like me, you couldn't do it. But God wants to show you supernaturally how to stay on fire all the time for Him. Stay hot for Him instead of lukewarm, amen? That's what God does. He's calling His daughters to realize their value and take their rightful position in creation. 